Well, hello, hello, everyone. Thank you for coming back. And if you're new to this podcast, my name is Akaimi McCoy, and I am the Christian Therapist. I do want you to know that anything that I share on this podcast is not meant to be a replacement for therapy with a licensed mental health professional. All information is for educational purposes only. All right, sit back and enjoy. So let me go ahead and introduce my very special guest. Her name is Rushni Cope, a.k.a. Glamazzini. And she is an awesome woman of God who has conquered depression after a long 20-year battle. She agreed to discuss her mental health challenges here with me on this podcast. So I do want you to know that this is a four-part series. So make sure you come back and listen to each one. They'll be posted on Tuesdays and Fridays. Rushni is married and has a beautiful son. And her son was born with spider bifida. But even though she conquered depression and she had this battle with depression and the son that was born with spider bifida, nothing has stopped her from being able to serve God. She is also an entrepreneur and a major face on social media to include Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Periscope. And she also has a website, um, Glamazzini.com. Her videos that she makes on Facebook and YouTube usually end up going viral due to her ability to create awesome humorous content. She will have you rolling with laughter. Her huge following, and I mean huge, has allowed her opportunities that allow her to be a brand ambassador with many companies and partners with international brands as well. You check out her website so you can see all that she is connected to and to learn more about her in general. So just remember, this is only one part of the four part series. So check back for the other parts that haven't been loaded yet. And those that are already listed as an episode. All right, sit back and enjoy. Hello, hello, Rashni. It's so great, great to have you on this podcast. It's so Hi, it's great to be here. This video, I am so thankful. I'm very thankful that you agreed to do this with me because I know people's time is valuable. So mm-hmm. I appreciate your time. Thank you. And so if you could first start off um, by telling me, you know, what made you decide to do this in the first place? Well, just, I, I agree to this podcast because I love you. Um, <laughs> we have, well, I agree to this podcast because several reasons. First of all, we have history online. Um, I don't know what your listeners know about me, but I'm a YouTuber. I started on YouTube. I'm a video creator. I started on YouTube and now I've transitioned over to YouTube and Facebook. And I actually met you on YouTube years ago because I was searching for someone to read me scriptures every morning. And you used to get up every morning and read scriptures. I found you and I was hooked. And um, that was it. We've just been connected online ever since then. So of course, when you asked me to join you on your podcast, of course I'm gonna say yes. And the other reason why is most recently you started your venture into mental health and therapy from a Christian perspective. And of course, if you've been online with me for years, you know that I was diagnosed with depression uh, 20 years ago, over 20 years ago. And so of course that's close to my heart and anything I can do to help you 
further that uh, message, help people with their own mental health journeys, I'm going to do it. So that's why I wanted to do this. I'm so grateful. Uh, the Lord knows how much I'm grateful. I don't even have enough words to say thank you for that. Just thank you. You're welcome. And You're welcome. thank you for encouraging me to continue with those um, scriptures because um, it was because of you shouting me out that in proved my watching the viewers and when it did it freaked me out because it was like all of a sudden I got all these YouTube hits and people subscribing to me and that helped me continually do my um scriptures every day because you know we get discouraged sometimes like nobody's listening nobody's yeah like, like I'm talking to myself I'm right myself. but I listen you were talking Lord. to me and I had to tell the people I was talking to that you was over there talking about Jesus and then they went over there and they want to talk to <laughs> yeah so to God be the glory amen so, can you tell me what actually led you to even doing YouTube videos and becoming an entrepreneur what led you to do that uh I think it's, you would hope that it was a more structured uh, experience, like I planned it all out, but I didn't. Um, I had a website URL way back in the day. <clears throat> Even though this is a podcast, people can't see me, but let me just tell you, black don't crack, okay? So, <laughs> I, I, am. <laughs> um, so I had a website a long time ago, a URL, and you know, I just had my resume out there, but because I was working in corporate America, my boss at the time thought it was kind of interesting that I would come to work with a different hairstyle every single day, every week. You know, I was switching it up, braids, wigs, short, long hair, short hair, whatever. And so she joked around and said, you should start a website about your hair. And I was like, ha ha, that's so silly. Who would come to that? Which clearly in hindsight, duh. But so one day I decided I'm going to stop wearing my hair relaxed, going to start wearing my hair natural. Why not document it online? Had this URL slapped it up, bada bing, bada boom, had a website. A few years into that website, somebody commented on my website and said, your writing is funny, which is so ironic to me now because I'm not really a writer, but at the time that's all there was, right? There was no YouTube, there was right. nothing. Um, they were like, your writing is funny. Well, there was YouTube, but it was new. Um, you should go on YouTube. I bet you you're funny on video too. To oh. win, like. I don't get that either because uh, it's funny because people keep seeing things in me. And this is a common thread in my life. <laughs> I always see in myself. So I'm like, I thought YouTube was cat video. I mean, I'm talking about like 2007, six, somewhere. I mean, I'm talking about YouTube early, like fresh. Wow, right. Because I don't even, I think YouTube started what, 2005 or six, somewhere about that, but like fresh out the gate YouTube. So I was like, I don't get that either. But shortly thereafter, I started looking into why they would want a natural hair person on YouTube. And there was a whole community of people out there sharing pretty much what I was sharing on my website, you know, my journey to my natural hair, loving my natural hair, learning my natural hair, caring for it in video form, Matt. And if you were on old school YouTube, it was a lot different than it is now. It was very community. This was before people could make money. So there was just a lot of black women, um, with two megapixel cameras in their medicine cabinets right. <laughs> sticking all over the place, telling us how to concoct something out the kitchen and make sure that their hair was soft. And I just, I just jumped in. And so I put my first video up. Ironically, 
I don't even, I don't know if I have it up still or if it's hidden. My very first video on YouTube was me in the darkness in my guest bathroom because I was afraid. <sighs> it as well with my soul, which oh. is like him. Isn't that ironic? Like the, the first wow. video I put on the internet was me singing a hymn. Right. And then I just went full in. And so that's, that's how all of this started. Of course, I fell in love with video and the rest is pretty much history because that's where my heart is now. Wow. And what about becoming an entrepreneur? Because you're an entrepreneur, correct? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So once again, this is something that I stumbled onto and I still am stumbling into it. Um, people are like, we would like to give you money. Like we want to support you in some way. And I'm like, I don't understand, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> and in the past, in the past, uh, when I started, I was just doing it for fun. I was doing it for community. And so there was really no way to make money. Then YouTube started their partner program. Right. And the program is how you can get paid to have advertisers run ads on your video. So I think I applied and get to apply back then. I applied, I got in, started making money on my videos. Not that much money, but it was still money coming in off of the videos. And then because I had a website now that I had converted to a blog, because now blogging had come up because right. I started for blogs. Blogging had showed up all of a sudden, converted my content to a blog. And you start finding out like, oh, people will pay you to do this. Or people, well, first of all, it started out with people will send you products, right? So you start getting product. I still get products. I have products in there that was sent to me by a company that me on Twitter just the other day um, that I'm very happy about because I use their products. And when the box showed up, my husband was like, <laughs> we buy those things. And he was like, yeah, girl. Right. Companies started sending products. And then first you're so excited to get the products and you're like, oh my gosh. And then you start realizing the time value of your money and you start having a bigger audience and you start realizing, okay, just because somebody sends me shampoo and conditioner doesn't mean I have to do this whole production of a video because that takes time. So then you start realizing, okay, I can get paid to promote this um, or write a blog post. And so that's really where my um, entrepreneurial endeavor started online, passively through ads, passively through things like um, Amazon affiliate links and things like that. And then more actively through sponsored posts. And then more recently through um, sponsored posts again, right? Because you can ask for a higher dollar amount now because I have a larger audience. Right. Um, Passive ads through um, Facebook specifically because they just started monetizing and YouTube and then um, other, you know, other small things. I have a t-shirt shop, so I sell t-shirts on the side. And so it, it, once again, it's one of the things where I kind of just like, like I said at the very beginning, I stumbled into it. It wasn't like I boldly opened the door and said, I am an entrepreneur. I am a video creator. I am a, you know, a web personality. I was just going about my day and people like, I want this from you. And I'm like, oh, you do? You know, I even um, dabbled in coaching. Oh, last, yeah. But well, I started in 2016 and I purposely stopped it last year. And um, I'm contemplating starting again. And the reason I dabbled in coaching is because interspersed in my online message all these years has been my story. And even though I try to bring joy to the world, I try to be a light, you know, I try to be a happy pineapple because I feel like that's my natural personality. I was diagnosed with depression and that's a real thing. You know what yeah. I mean? And so years back, I decided, you know what, instead of pretending like this is not happening, I'm just going to tell people. And I did this depression series like a long time ago, I'm probably like 2008 when nobody 
I mean, nobody was talking about that stuff. <laughs> and I had so many women inbox me or, you know, message me on different platforms, Twitter at the time, and say to me, I remember somebody saying, I have never seen a Black Christian woman say I was diagnosed with depression. That is amazing. What am I looking at? And even more recently, when I went on my uh, birthday cruise, a, a lot of the women shared with me that even though they found me, like some of the women that came because of my Glamazzini efforts, they shared, even though they found me because of my hair stuff, like they stuck with me because I was talking about mental health issues. So, you know, I dabbled in coaching because people have asked me to help them. People have asked me to guide them, give them tips and, and motivate them and keep them accountable. And then I decided to stop last year just because my dad was really, really sick and I needed to focus. Right. You know, round it up. But that's really how the entrepreneurship stuff happened. I grew up with parents that have brick and mortar businesses. So I kind of had that as a foundation, but I absolutely did not have the digital space because it's so new, right? Yeah. It's like, you, oh, oh, there's money to be made here. And I honestly still feel, this might sound crazy saying this, even though I've been online for so long, I still feel new because, yeah. because just last year for the first time, I feel like I cracked the code on breaking financial goals that I had set for myself you know wow. it was like stagnation there and some of that stagnation had to do with depression if I'm being honest and anxiety that kind of brings me to my next question I'm glad you brought that up because my question is how were you have you managed to deal with your depression how have you managed I know that there's people that are coming to you and were coming to you because you were mentioning it and I've heard you mention it in some of your videos before and I used to get really amazed by your um, presence on YouTube and the way that you um, show yourself on YouTube because it's, it was hard for me to see like, man, she has such a wonderful personality. And I was curious as to how you manage your depression being well, for, on YouTube. Okay, I was at the therapist yesterday, ma'am. <laughs> Made an appointment for next Friday. That's the first thing, okay? Keep your... <laughs> Is on lock right so, yes thing wrong with it right, listen god gave us wonderful human beings that are educated in how to walk us through the swamp and yeah. let me let me say this uh, you know and once again if anybody knows me online especially if you know me in more of like my private groups and stuff i have i'm a dichotomy right because i am a person who is very like upbeat and jovial but at the same time i have been living with mental illness major depressive disorder diagnosed by a psychiatrist not something i just came up with out of my hair yeah. that a person and this has been a consistent diagnosis for two decades right and so i can get really deep <laughs> about to get kind of deep. I feel like we are three parts, right? We are we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we exist inside of this physical frame, right? Amen. When I look at my depression, I have to attack it in a three-part way. This was not something once again I came up with actively. This was something I stumbled on up into, like I'd just be stumbling on up into stuff. And I have to give God glory for it because sometimes I think God is like pushing me up into the stuff that I'm stumbling into. Right, right. And so what what first started happening, the first breakthrough was telling people this is what was going on. 
honestly, when I look back on it, and that was some, that was a breakthrough in my soul, in my mind and my will and emotions. Instead of being like, I'm happy, I'm doing all these videos, everything's fine. No, everything is not fine back here. Right. Tell y'all the truth, okay? So that if I disappear for a month, y'all know when I come back, I don't have to now be like, oh, well, you know, that typical YouTube video where everybody's like, oh, I know you guys, I know I haven't made a video in a while. And they're just being all kind of weird and vague. No, <laughs> yeah. I the video, I'd be like, y'all, the way this depression is set up, Okay, <laughs> sleep. <laughs> like I would just tell people the truth. And right. it was such a big breakthrough and it took so much pressure off of me. And so it was like gradual things. Like I said, I've been in and out of therapy probably for over a decade. And consistently this last stretch, I have intentionally been going to an individual therapist, probably just under a you know, seven months-ish to an individual therapist consistently. And I told her yesterday because I missed her. This was the first um one back since uh the lot since the holidays and i went out of town i was like listen we about to hit the ground week week like every week right a couple months a year just because i need to i need to win like 2019 i need to win like in my mind she's my, you know what i mean she's partnered with me on this thing i want to get all this stuff out of the way i want to do the work that i need to work on so that i can you know get in the get toward the things I want to get. So it's like handling the stuff from a spiritual level, handling the stuff from a soul level and handling the stuff from my body. And the body stuff was the last component uh, with my diet last year. And I say that because even though I had been doing a lot of things with my diet, I figured something out last year that like literally, it was like the last piece of the puzzle. Um, and, and a lot of that work that people so I guess to answer your question, it's, I started being honest with the people that I was serving through my right. content would be the first thing. And I'm not a hundred percent honest. Cause I don't tell everybody. I tell everybody all the time, listen, this team tells some, keeps some, there's some stuff going on. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> the glory and God played a real, y'all going to be like, there is no way that woman had joy in a situation. But listen, when the world is, when you figure out how to get the, the joy that the world don't give. I'm about to preach. No, I'm not. <laughs> like when you, when your joy is coming from external stuff, a lot of depression when it comes to your, um, and please stop me. Cause I, you don't hit the, the goal. This is my topic. But Mine's too. From, it can come from a skewed or an unhealthy expectation and viewpoint. Like there's a lot of that. There's physiological stuff too. Don't get me wrong. That absolutely plays a part in it, right? Brain, right. all that kind of stuff. But a lot of the soul work and the spirit work is about changing how you approach this thing called life and, and learning how you learned to approach it and how those things might be unhealthy and contributing to your, your weird expectations. When you step out into the world, listen, if you start looking at life from a different perspective, you start getting real happy and real grateful. Okay. Yes. Like if you stop looking at life from an entitled perspective and you start digging back on, why do I feel like I should have this? Why do I feel like this person must treat me this way? Right. I'm so offended. All that kind of stuff. Listen, when you start realizing they don't have to treat you like they, they can, they don't have to. Right. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to have this. I don't have to have this. My hand don't have to work. You don't have to have a house. 
it's freezing outside this morning when I put my son on the bus. I'm sitting in here inside of a house with you, electricity, there's like, when you start looking at it differently, all of a sudden you start getting real joyous. Yes, amen. It starts peeling off of you. And that's some of the work that people are afraid to do because some of that work has to do with going back to painful things that got you to where you're thinking in a certain way or questioning current environments that you may al- be allowing yourself to be in, you know, like all that kind of stuff. And I had been Amen. doing that stuff for years and I am the queen of the praying and fact and listen, probably 2016, man, God had me. I was in this Esther thing with this one lady I found online and I was doing like detox baths every night and I had changed how I was eating. And I was waking up with like dreams and visions. Girl, God had me weeping on the bathroom floor. And <laughs> about like with like revelations of like oh oh my goodness exactly and so that's what i'm saying it's like this three-part work that you have to do and um and then of course like i said you know the physiology of it the exercise taking care of yourself paying attention to how what you put in your body affects you when it comes to your mental health because your brain is an organ absolutely physical thing up in your head Right. And therefore, when you are putting certain things in, they can be doing all kinds of stuff up in your body that contributes. So it just, it, it was, it was, it's funny because sometimes I look back on videos and I will look back on some of my videos and be like, oh, I feel like I see the sadness in my eyes. And I always think, oh, I wonder if other people saw that too. But then I think, you know what, listen, it probably mm-hmm. helped somebody. Yes. The, the, the reality of this is me at this current stage where I am in my life and probably even now, you know what I mean? I'm not a hundred percent now because I always, I have that diagnosis and it's something I have to manage because even though I've gotten on top of, thank God, the physiological stuff, there are still situational stuff. Right. Absolutely. And, and actually you, you, when you were talking, I was listening to you of when you spoke about God how is your spirituality affecting the way you live your life anyway? How is that, the, the way you run your business, the way you present yourself on YouTube, how does your spirituality, you know, come into play? I'm going to have to stand before God. Everything that I do or say, a filter. Oh, yeah, I know a lot of people are like, man, you say a lot of stuff online and this and that other, listen, when I, every word that you hear come out of my mouth on a video, I think about, will I be able to be okay with this? Am I getting it right all the time? No, I'm not. If you want to listen, full disclosure, every video I've put on Facebook, somebody's gotten mad at me. People have been mad at me talking about beaches, mm. Obama. They get mad about me. People went off on me about mangoes. I mean, people just get mad. Yeah. <laughs> but if I, you know what I mean? But if I, I literally think, you know, is, is God okay? God, you okay with it? Like, I'm always having, listen, I'm not going to say, is God okay? Because I really be having a, like, first, you know, first person time. Are you okay with this? Yeah. You okay with that? And, you know, it's always funny because a lot of people from my church, that's when it gets you. When the oh. people from church start walking up to you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I was on YouTube, I was over there in my little YouTube corner. Right, right. Now I'm on Facebook and I go to church and like little old women are coming up talking about you crack me up. And I'm like, I feel like if I don't move, they can't see me. I'm like, what? You want the book face? You want the book of face? Girl, you want the book of face? 
girl, what you doing on the book of faith? I swear to God, like it happens all the time. You cracked me up. I was watching the video and I was giggling. <laughs> and I'm like, girl, who taught you how to use the book of faith, girl? <laughs> you know, and that's I mean, what I say about you. I, I, you, you do, you, you really make me laugh all the time. And I get such, especially if there's a moment where I'm down. If your video, I, and I would put that notification on YouTube because I wanted to know as soon as you posted a video. Oh. <laughs> and then, of course, when life got really busy, I haven't been on YouTube as much as normal. But I'm glad that you're on Facebook because mm -hmm. when I see you pop up on there, that's what I'm doing. I'm just sitting there listening to that video. And it, it does. I need to laugh. I really need to laugh. And especially in the field of work that I'm in, you know, being a therapist is not keep me from going through spells of my of my own so i realized too that when i am making okay, humor is an interesting concept to me this is me being the intellectual right because humor is about finding common life experiences like the ridiculousness of life and it's a joint experience the fact that i can make you laugh means that you understand because you have shared something with me in this life right, right. That's why humor is subjective and that's why you might go to another country and that person might not understand the joke, you know? And so it's a complex, complex thing and it's interesting to me. But the way that I, the way that I uh, keep my God in what I'm doing online is I don't go for the jokes that won't please him. Cause trust me, I can't. <laughs> They come in my head. Oh, they come in my head. I, there have been videos go through my timeline and I'm just like, oh my goodness, I could make a video about this and I could make money off this video. You know what I mean? I could right. pay off this video, but I can't think of a way to do it that would please God. You know what I mean? Because oh, content or the, the jokes, either the content itself is questionable um, or the jokes that I come up with in my mind, I'm like, nah, no, I'm not even going to go down that line. And so there's a lot of like that, like self-correction, which right. honestly, is harder because I feel like I watch a lot of people online and they, they, um, it's easier to make people laugh when you're crass and you are cursing and crass and that kind of thing. And it, it takes a little bit more thought and complexity to bring, to bring a common experience without kind of that ridiculous burst of like, ah, I just said a curse word. Ah, I just said a crass word. You weren't expecting, you know, so that's part of how I do that. Um, so Rushni, you have a, um, different platforms. How can people connect with you, you know, and connect with um, you on social media and things like that? Absolutely. I am Glamazini everywhere. G-L-A-M. A-Z-I-N-I. -I. So that is, I'm most active on Facebook. Uh, you can find me there, facebook.com slash Glamazzini and on Instagram, instagram.com slash Glamazzini. And of course, YouTube, my first love, youtube.com slash Glamazzini. But I am Glamazzini everywhere. So on Twitter, I also have Glamazzini.com, which is my blog. Um, and I'm on Pinterest, but not that much. So don't, don't go over there because I don't... <laughs> I don't update. <laughs> yeah, so that is pretty much how you can find me um, online. And if you want to message me, the easiest way is Instagram or Facebook messages. I check them very often. Now I used to not check my Facebook messages because I had some viral videos and my inbox went a little crazy. <sighs> you know, with the help of Jesus, <laughs> I got through that with my time blocking. That's exactly how I cleared out that inbox. 
now I have zero anxiety about these viral videos and this inbox situation that happened. So you can totally find me there on Facebook. And, you know, I know this is not something that you may do, but I'm going to do it because I just think you're amazing in general. But oh, people can also support you monetary through Patreon. Um, oh, uh, Glamazini is uh, patreon.com slash Glamazini, I believe. Yeah. I'm saying it yeah. right. So, okay, you're right. So I'm not going to do that because I'm... No. <laughs> <laughs> I have a Patreon, once again, something that was started because somebody was like, I want to support you. And I was right. like, you know, but I did it. And over the years, I have been quite quiet about it, but I do have several patrons. And what I do is you go to patreon.com slash Glamazini and there's, um, you know, levels that you can support me on or whatever. It's out there. You can read how to do it. And then whenever somebody becomes a patron, um, I add them to a Facebook group because it just... It, it was kind of hard and prohibitive to be on Patreon's actual platform. Um, plus, it was an extra platform, and everybody's on Facebook, right? So in, instead of having people have to check this other place, I just add them to the Facebook group. And honestly, I talked to, like, I'm in there chatting. I do giveaways and stuff. I just, I just be in there with the patrons, like, chatting it up. A lot of times, they're the ones that um, I bounce ideas off of. Or like they, you know, they see video, like there's a video that's been sitting in my YouTube unlisted for probably a week and a half. I probably need to launch this video, but they've seen it. Like I, whenever I put a video on the internet, they're the first people to see it, whether everybody else sees it or not. I'll ask them ideas. I, when I was doing my cruise, they were the first people I told, the first people I asked, what do you think about the cruise? I put t-shirt ideas. You know, I, like they're like the people I chat with. Like about my Glamazini stuff. Like, what do you think about this? Is this ridiculous? I've given away all kinds of stuff. You know, companies send me stuff. So anyway. Thank you again, Rushni. Thank for having me. You. This was wonderful. Yes, I enjoyed it more than in ever. <laughs> so, but we'll be talking soon. So thanks Absolutely. a lot. Thanks, hon. Okay, so I want you to know that was not the end of the interview. There are three more parts, so make sure you come back to hear the rest. There is so much more to this lady than what you just heard, and I don't want you to miss a beat. All right, come back for the next one. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to visit my website at www.life-counseling-transitions.com. You can also find me on Twitter at Akayami Speaks on Instagram at Akayami McCoy and on YouTube as Akayami McCoy. All right. Thanks a lot. And I hope you return for the next episode.